All right, welcome to the Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. This is the show where I do improvised horror stories. What I do is I pull out random titles from a jar, and then I make up the stories from there. But as I mentioned in a uh, previous episode, this is going to be the last uh, stretch Quarantine Spook Show for a bit. Going upwards to uh, episode 100. I don't know what will happen after that. uh, Whether if I'll revisit the show again. Or if I evolve it in some way. But this is certainly going to be the last stretch of the show uh, for a bit. Let's call it a hiatus. That seems like a more appropriate term. Let's get started. Alright. This story is called One Cupcake. Julius was being honest with himself. He considered it a bit of a dog shit kind of job. I mean, sure, as a consumer, you know, going to the bakery, it's a place he's been to before. He's definitely gotten some treats there, some pastries. And they weren't the best pastries in town, you know. But if he needed a tight fix uh, on his way back home, he'd pop in the bakery and uh, get some snacks. Usually some sort of chocolate drizzled almond peanut brittle would do the trick for him. And in his naive thinking, thought, well, I sure do love pastries and baking, and I like going to this bakery, so hey, why not get a job here? Yeah, I thought uh, Salmon Street Bakery would be a perfect replacement uh, for his last job, which was also less than ideal. But Salmon Street Bakery, uh, wasn't all cracked up to be. It was wasn't until we started working there uh, when he realized how gross it was. It had a roach problem. In the back area, kind of smelled bad, uh, even though they were surrounded by sweets and sugar and dough. Even though his clothes would uh, smell like sugar and dough when he left, there's a specific type of stink that really he really couldn't get out of his nose as much as he tried once he left. And to no one's surprise, to no one's surprise, certainly not his. Uh, 
uh, Salmon Street Bakery had a pretty quick turnover. It would only take someone less than a month to work there and be all like, oh, actually, no, fuck this, and then leave immediately. He wasn't a trained supervisor or anything like that, but he was still, he was the only one that would close, typically. It was supposed to be two people, but it tended to just be him. Because at that point he worked at Simon Street Bakery for three months. So he was basically a veteran at that point. there for about a week and then actually he was tasked with uh, closing with Julius Julius's supervisor was like oh you should try to train him a little bit show him some stuff and Julius was like well I'm not exactly you know trained to train people you know Supervisor, just like, oh, come on, you be a big help, please. Just show him a couple of things. Just make sure he does everything right. You don't have to hound him or anything like that. And then Julie said, uh, all right, fine. The person I was going to close with him was named Toby, and they were chatting once there in the daytime. Julius was just trying to make conversation, uh, not really trying to get too deep, especially not by uh, service standards or anything. And then Julius said, oh, so how are you liking the job so far? Just making small talk, gauging how he felt and everything. And then Toby said, oh, I love it. And his eyes got really, really wide. In a way that was almost manic. Toby kept talking about things that he loved about bakeries and baking and all that. And then Julius was just like, Jesus, this guy's a little bit deranged. Julius was able to zoom out a bit and be all like, okay, sure, no job is perfect, you know. In those types of settings, uh, people tend to be agreeable just to get by. But if Toby had to exaggerate so much about how he was feeling, you know, then how did he really feel? Julius would talk about his job with friends. some friends and even some acquaintances uh, who talk about uh, either working at a bakery or used, used to work at a bakery. would be like, yeah, I loved working at a bakery. It was great. And then Julius kind of thought, yeah, but those were good bakeries, though. Not like Salmon Street Bakery. You know what the thing was about Salmon Street Bakery? Julius said once, I was at a bar with some friends and some acquaintances. He said, Salmon Street Bakery smells exactly like rotten salmon. I don't know how they do it. But that's the smell I can't get out of my nose every night. And then everyone got quiet and just started to talk about something else. Julius didn't feel that he had a adequate method of sharing his torment with anyone else. But then again, it was a common torment, you know, just working a job he didn't like. Seemed pretty standard to the uh, living experience. 
So the second night of training uh, came. After the first night, they closed up. And then Julius went to work. And his supervisor said that they did a bad job closing that night. And then Julius explained, like, well, I'm not training anyone, you know. You're going to have to pay me more for that. The supervisor once again said, well, just try. Just try it at least. And then Julie said, okay, I'll try it. We really just planned to do the same thing on a different night. Totally ignoring his uh, supervisor's wishes. Because that's just how you roll with a job like that. So it was night two. Julius was uh, doing some sweeping, uh, getting ready to mop. And Toby was putting away the, pa- the display pastries uh, so they could be saved for tomorrow morning. Toby said, oh, what's this here? Julius looked over and was like, oh, what's what? Toby said, this, this cupcake here. Julius took a look at the cupcake. Um, It looks very festive. like it was some sort of vanilla cupcake uh, maybe with like some cherry bits or blueberry bits inside of it the icing had a lot of rainbow colors in it it had a lot of really cool dinosaur sprinkles on it little cherry on top. A real classic cartoony cupcake treat. And Julie said, oh yeah, that's um one of the cupcakes that uh, I guess we used to sell. Um, yeah, typically we put stuff on display. Uh, someone wants to order, we get them in the back. But I think we kind of discontinued that cupcake uh before I started working here. But it's always on display every time I come in. I don't know where they're stashed or anything, so I just kind of throw it away. And Toby said, why would you throw away just a perfectly good cupcake, you know? You need it later, give it away or something. And Julia's like, yeah, I guess I could, yeah. I guess I could, but I mean, I don't know about that cupcake. I mean, that's been... You know, I I don't think we threw it away when we were working together last. So it's probably been sitting there for days at this point. You know, when I first started working here, I would always just toss it and the new one would show up the next day. At some point I was like, fuck it, and I kept, kept just putting it away. But I guess they've been putting it back on display every day. And Toby said, I don't know, it still looks pretty good. And Julia said, I I don't know about that. I mean, looks, yeah, some pieces of the cake part are like kind of discolored a little bit. Maybe that's mold. And Toby said, no, that's just festive. It's just like festive, like it's like a, like a little like icing, like frosting, you know? It's like very artisan. It's probably the most artisan thing we have here. And Julia said, well, that would be true. We don't really have any artisan treats, but, uh, clearly some sort of mold. 
Toby said, well, if it's mold, then why would it be green? And Julie said, what? What do you mean? He took a closer look at the cupcake. And there are parts of it that were green. It wasn't like that earlier in the day or in previous days. said, yeah, I don't know about this cupcake. It's probably better to toss it. And then Toby said, oh yeah, well, tell you what, give me ten bucks and I'll eat it right here. And Julie said, no, I'll pass. I don't want to, I don't want to see you eat that. I don't want you to get sick or anything. And Toby was just like, oh, come on, I need the money. And then Julius was just like, I need the money. We all need it. Have you seen those inflation reports? You know, loose change is basically dust at this point. You know? Good luck finding food for a dollar, Jesus. But even still, you know, you don't have to eat that cupcake. Toby smiled and then shoved the whole cupcake in his mouth, wrapper and all. I started laughing and I was just like, oh Jesus Christ. And then Toby with a mouthful of cupcake, he just said, It's not good. Not good at all. And Julie's like, you Julie said, you can spit that out if you want. And Toby said, No, no, I gotta finish what I started. He closed his mouth and tried to chew. Covered his mouth with his hand with his hand, so. None of his cupcake would spell out of his mouth. Eventually he broke it down more and more and then swallowed the whole thing. He took his fingers and reached into his mouth and then slid out uh, a very slimy cupcake wrapper. And then Julius was just like, oh, it's just like, uh... It's like when someone, like, takes a cherry and they put it in their, uh, like, a cherry and then they put it in their mouth and then they only pull out like the stem and a knot you know like that real sultry way and then Toby was like oh yeah there's nothing more seductive than shoving a whole cupcake in your mouth and then Toby said that's exactly what I'll do I'm just gonna go to bars and bring some cupcakes and be like hey have you ever seen this before and then just shove it in my mouth and pull out the wrapper Genius. Everyone will be swooning after me. And Julius was just like, yeah, I would I would see that, you know. And Toby said, Well we can go to a bar, you know, after this if you want, you know. I don't have work tomorrow, so I was just kinda like kinda wanna get out there, you know. I don't like being cooped inside all day. And Julius was just like, uh, I don't know, I kind of just like want to rest this weekend. And Toby was just like, oh, come on. Come on, I know you're pent up. It's been a long two years. Julie said, I don't know, I've been iffy about, like, going out and stuff, you know? No one's, like, really, most people aren't wearing masks at this point, so I feel really weird about it. Then Toby was just like, ah, masks, masks, come on. Let's go hang out, have some fun. Wear your mask when you're not drinking or something. And Julie said, yeah, I just don't like, you know, I don't like the perception of some square because I care about my health and safety, you know? Toby was just like, hey, I don't care if you're a square. I'll still hang out with you.
Julius and Toby went a few blocks over to Salmon Street Tavern. Overall, is a pretty nice bar, despite being on Salmon Street. Julius's uh, summation was that a lot of places on Salmon Street were kind of shit, as they got to know the area a little bit more. But the Salmon Street Tavern was all right. few spots that survived uh, during the pandemic. It was actually a place that Julius used to go pretty frequently. They had a really good patio situation during the height of the pandemic. But he hasn't been there in months. When he popped in, it was nice to see you know, a little bit more crowded, which kind of uh, sketched him out a little bit. He was still pretty wary of crowds without a mask. But he was living in a period where a lot of people were simultaneously giving up on collective health and safety. And that was something he grew to accept. It was a spot that he liked to go to during the pandemic. Again, he was in the patio area. But he did notice a change around it. Uh, it's one of those things where... You notice when something has taken a beating and then still remains standing afterwards. And in some ways becoming stronger for it. Toby was just like, oh, you want to sit at the bar? And then Julius was like, oh, I'm thinking the patio, actually. Toby nodded, still understanding that Julius was weary. About mask lifting and all that. And Toby was like, alright, let's sit on the patio, sure. I need to smoke anyway. Sat at the table and ordered some Coronas. Toby started to smoke a cigarette. Julius just started to sip some drinks and people watch. He was just like, oh yeah, a lot of people really don't give a shit, do they? He looked back at Toby and realized that he didn't really know him well on a personal level. Julius was someone that would always, uh, whenever he had a job, uh, once he went in, he would always just like go into work mode, uh, kind of shut off his personality for several hours while he worked, which was useful in some cases, uh, but it also prevented him from getting to know anyone on a real level, or anyone getting to know him. So Julius was just starting to ask him questions. He was like, oh, so where'd you work after uh, Salmon Street Bakery? Which was also a generic workplace type of question. But that's why he was out at the tavern. He really wanted to shake that off, especially in time for the weekend. Toby was just like, oh, I was a DoorDash guy for a while, you know, and it was fine. Um, 
but then I kind of stopped doing it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the end of it. I just got tired of it. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great, you know? I just had to switch it up. And then Julius was like, yeah, same. I really feel like I switch up jobs, you know, every like six months to a year or something. And then Toby was just like, yeah, because, you know, most of the, I guess, like the jobs, you know, servicey kind of jobs you and I go for, I guess, uh, pretty disposable at this point, you know, you can just leave and then get hired somewhere else pretty quickly these days. And then Julius was like, yeah, man. I remember in high school, it was so, you know, you wanted like an after school job or something, but it was such a high climb to just get like the most basic shit job, you know? And Toby was just like, I know, right? Yeah, that lasted for years. You know, you have like these mountains of paperwork to do, you know, just to like flip burgers pretty much. And Julius was like, yes, exactly. You know, with a lot of people kind of fucking off shitty jobs because of the wage shortage, you know, certainly makes it easier to find shit jobs. And Toby was just like, yeah, almost too easy. was like, do you smoke? And then Julius was like, no, no, I'm good. Toby was smoking for a bit. And he's like, does this place smell like rotting salmon at all? And then Julius said, oh yeah, that's, um, that's just the bakery. It just smells like that for some reason. Yeah, I can't, like, get it out of my nose once I leave. And Toby was like, alright, I thought it was just me, you know. But yeah, that's fucking awful. I thought the smell would go away with the cigarette, but I could still smell it. And then Julius was just like, yeah, it's, it's awful. They ordered a couple more drinks, and then their conversations uh, started to get a little bit less generic as time went on. They were talking about relationships, uh, families, uh, where they've traveled and all that. They were starting to get to know each other a little bit more. Toby spent a lot of time in New England. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's a place, you know. And then Julius was like, yeah, I've been to Vermont once. Um, it was interesting. And then Toby was just like, yeah, that's a, that's a good word, word for it. Just like interesting, you know. You know, it can be a nice place, but also a little, you know. Very isolating, Julius said. And then Tobu was just like, yeah. Everyone there either spent their whole lives there or try to get the fuck out as soon as they can. A lot of ennui that happens in Vermont, for sure. And then Julius says, yeah, yeah, I went to... When I was visiting, I went to like a real banger there, which doesn't seem like it'd be much of a thing in Vermont. It was like a costume party, and it was really cool. I remember talking to this guy who was just like really sad that he was 26 and not going anywhere in his life, and I was just like, I don't know what to do with this information. And Toby said, yeah, sounds about right. Toby was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. 
Julius just kind of sat there. Finishing the last of his drink. Doing some more people watching. Thinking about life and all that jazz. that bakery at all and he was also getting sick of the merry-go-round of service jobs that he was doing and then he said to himself uh, it's just like no matter what I always end up back here Toby came back and he's like, um, I think I'm gonna get going, man. And then Julius is just like, yeah, I think I'm ready to head out too. Toby's just like, yeah, I got like a weird stomach thing, you know. And then Julius said, I told you it was that cupcake, you know, you shouldn't have eaten it. And Toby said, yeah, I know that now. Um, yeah, I just vomited in the urinal, so I hope, you know, hope I got it all out. And then Julius was like, he vomited in the urinal. And Toby was just like, oh yeah, I had to, it had to come out. I had to do it somewhere. And then Toby was like, don't be surprised if you don't see me tomorrow. And then Julius was just like, well, I'm not working tomorrow, and I think you said you were off too. And Toby said, yeah, that's that's right. I, I did forget about that. So the weekend went by, and Julius just spended a uh, watching television, uh, drinking beer on the couch. After he went out to that bar with Toby, he was like, that's enough of a social outing for one week, you know. And then when he made it back to work, there was a, another shift he had scheduled with Toby, but he didn't see him. the supervisor just like oh hey is uh toby around at all and he said no no uh i haven't seen him or heard from him he called out sick the one day and then haven't heard from him some haven't heard from him so i'm assuming he quit was like, ah, oh, I liked, I liked Toby, you know? I didn't want to see him go so soon. Jesus. He didn't get his uh, phone number or social media page or anything like that. He's hoping he was somebody you keep keep in touch with and hang out with. And just talk shit about everyone else at work and the workplace in general. Because those are the kind of people you need at a job like that, you know? Julius was just like, oh shit, well, that's a bummer. And the day went on, and Julius had to close by himself. And he was just like, well, I guess I gotta close again.
right as Julius was cleaning, once again, he saw the cupcake out on display. The same festive, seemingly moldy cupcake. And he just said, I don't understand why we have this out. We never sell these. This is it just to tease the customers? I don't get it. Even earlier that day, uh, the day he realized that Toby quit, he was just like, hey, can I teach? Asked the, you know, supervisor guy, just like, hey, can I just toss this cupcake? We don't even sell these. And he said, no, 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 leave it out. Leave it out. It's fine. Just wait till the end of the day, like always. And as Julius was closing, he stared at it was putting the pastries away and he stopped and he picked up the cupcake and was just like to Toby and then shoved the whole thing in his mouth and it tasted fucking awful like it was the worst thing he's ever had ever he took a home ec class in middle school and he did some basic cooking and baking made some real dog shit cupcakes and muffins but those didn't even compare to this weird cupcake atrocity that he just shoved in his face he just said oh my god and then he just ran to the restroom there and just like spit it up in the toilet pieces were still in his mouth and he swallowed those reluctantly just as a way of getting it off his tongue he dipped his head in the sink turned on the faucet and let it run in his hands and then cupped the water and had some slurps of it trying to rinse out that disgusting nasty flavor He's had shitty food before, but it took a while to disor- to uh, eating that cupcake or trying to was disorienting. He leaned on the wall in the bathroom, and then he slipped and one of the tiles on the wall fell off. like shit this place really is falling apart that's why he would always he would always laugh when he'd hang out with friends and they'd talk about how dystopian as dystopian everything was and he would just laugh and said yeah this all the buildings in the city are falling apart and the radio's been playing the same stuff since the 70s like we all know how things are you don't have to you know, recite it every day. He pick up the piece of tile to put it back on the wall. But then there was an opening where the tile was missing. There was like a tiny tunnel that he could fit his hand in. He just thought, oh, it's like a stash spot. But it wouldn't surprise him that the Salmon Street Bakery was really used as a drug front. It would really be the only way that it would justify its business uh, enough for it to stay open. But out of curiosity, he reached his hand in. He felt like there was like a little switch. So he flicked it. Then he heard a loud thunk. He turned around. And saw that the wall across from him had this door divot that just opened. 
pressed his hands on it. And then there's a door that opened right into the wall. He stepped in and it looked like it was some sort of storage unit or some storage, uh, some sort of storage tunnel area kind of place. walked in and then there's a stairway that went further down he stepped out of the bathroom and made sure he was alone in the building releasing the store and then went down the stairs the area looked like it was uh, some sort of mine. Or the kind of storage tunnels that you'd that'd be built by drug cartels that would uh, lead to California or something. down with his phone flashlight. I was cautious. He didn't know if anyone else was down here. Further and further he went down. He was surprised how deep it went. As a way of rationalizing what his discovery, there was a mundane thought he had that was just like, I don't think this is up to code for city regulations. This tunnel even on the blueprint uh, the library archives it was one of those instances where he was just like I'll freak out about this later but for now I gotta see where this goes distance he heard coughing real loud whooping cough kind of coughing deep from the throat real guttural and visceral the sound he didn't know he didn't want to be seen if anyone else was down here so he was cautious shut off his phone flashlight and then crept forward the walls were all wet brick and there was even dripping from the ceiling so deep in that it was like a wet cave down there. And then another, in another room he saw Toby chained up to the wall. He wasn't in his work uniform, he was wearing a different outfit. He just kept coughing and wheezing. And then Julius was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Toby. He went up to Toby. Just coughing and wheezing and spitting up blood. Blood was dribbled down all down his shirt. It was all underneath his nose, crusted over. And his lips and teeth. It was more than just blood. It was also like there's a lot of snot and mucus that was also coming up, and the blood was really coagulated and hard. He 
wasn't just spitting up blood, but... Julius couldn't tell what else he was spitting up. Julius was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Toby. Toby coughed some more and looked up. His throat sounded threat... His... His throat sounded shredded when he spoke. Uh, it hurts. It hurts so much. He coughed some more and more blood and spat out. Julius took a closer look at it and it had like streams of green and rainbow colors. And everything Toby spit up was... smelled exactly like rotten salmon. the chains and Julius tried to wiggle them free. He wanted to look around for a key. And he was like, alright, Toby, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get someone, alright? I'm gonna get you out of here. And Toby was like, no, no. We gotta... There's a key down here. Um, in the other room on the desk. That's usually where they keep it. was looking around for the key in the other room. It was just on a basic folding table that he was looking with a lot of tools and vials. On the wall there were shelves of vials. A lot of it had blood with a shimmer, shimmering rainbow glow. recipes of how to make a handful of the products that they had at Salmon Street Bakery. There's the one he recognized, which was the cupcake. But everything else he didn't really recognize. decadent sweets that they didn't even know they served. Like some really royale chocolate mousse. Some really superb tiramisu. And Julius was flipping through. He's like, we don't even... Bakery doesn't even sell these. I don't understand. As he was reading the recipes, he saw that the key ingredient was this bloody rainbow goo that came from people's orifices. If they ever ate the cupcake that was on display. thought back to conversations with uh, his, the supervisor at the bakery where they talked about the cupcake and then Julius would say no they don't no one even we don't even sell this you know I don't even want, know why it's on display the supervisor just said well if someone asks for it you can just give them that one it's okay and then Julius was like okay I'll do it but then he would never do it because he thought no it's been on display all day it's gross I'm not going to sell it to people. 
but then he realized why his supervisor would encourage it. He realized anyone who'd eat that cupcake would vomit out this bloody rainbow goo. And then that would be made into these pastries that he saw on the recipe list. He went down to other page pages in the booklet, and he saw that there were some order receipts stapled in, all for shipments overseas, different parts of Eastern and Western Europe, China, Japan, all over the world. Clearly stumbled onto some underground market of the Salmon Street Bakery. He thought about what if he did uh, sell the cupcake? How would they get there? How would the bakery get uh, all the blood? the customer would choke out and then he wondered geez how deep does this go are people being followed and then taken like Toby was he spotted the key on the table and then grabbed it real quick and then ran back to Toby he's like alright Toby I got it I got it I got it Toby lie there, leaning against the wall, his head tilted over. He just said, Julius, I'm dying. And Julius was like, no, no, we'll get you out. We're going to go to a hospital. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And Toby said, just get me out of here, at least. I don't want to die in this shit job. And then Julius was just like, oh, yeah, this job's so shit, you know. We're not even getting any. We're not even selling any of the best pastries, apparently. Toby laughed really hard, and then coughed out more blood from the laughter. And then Julie says, "Just like, oh, geez, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you laugh too hard there." And Toby said, "No, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I didn't even want to try. I, who would want to try? You know, any desserts or pastries." that are made from rainbow blood coughed up by people who are dying anyway. And Julia said, well, I don't know who, I don't know who's buying them, but like those prices, they're really expensive. So apparently they're a big hit to some whatever, whatever underground black market that we stumbled upon. Toby was just like, yeah, well, fuck them all, you know. Whatever they baked into, you know, whatever, whichever one of my insides the pastries were baked into, or whatever pastries, um, Julius just said, hey, just Toby, relax. Here, I just unlocked it. Let's get out of here. Julius tried to car carry him uh, out of upstairs, out of the building. And then Toby said, so as I was saying, whatever pastries that my blood were baked into. I hope everyone who eats it chokes on it. That's 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 my piece. Dying words, whatever. And then Julie said, "We're almost out of here. Let's get going." Julius uh, grabbed his stuff on his way out, and then left the bakery. And then, as soon as he stepped out, he had a morbid thought of, "Should I finish closing?" I thought, no, 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 fuck that. He eliminated that thought immediately. They were outside the store, and then Julius made a call for 911 about an ambulance. And then they came over to the bakery. Uh, They rode with the ambulance to the hospital while Toby was trying to be resuscitated. But he kept coughing up more and more blood. And he started to look more and more pale. 
Julius was chatting with uh, one of the EMTs, and he was like, I don't even know what to make of this. Referring to the rainbow blood and guts that Toby was coughing up. And then Julius said, oh, yeah, it's um, just a secret underground black market of uh, this bakery poisoning people and having them cough up uh, blood, guts, and rainbow glitter, apparently, and then being uh, distributed uh, overseas, on a, again, on the black market some black market and um apparently it's delicious but it really just smells like rotting salmon so i don't even know where they bake these pastries you know i don't know what to say about this network and the mt said yeah there's other seen other like underground like networks like this you know where there'd be front like either like you you know like a supermarket or like a dentist's office and then they just do some weird underground shit you know, mine people for their resources and sell them off internationally. And then Julius is like, yeah, I guess it is possible, isn't it? The EMT trying to relax Julius is like, yeah, I even heard about there's some gin that made a bunch of people's teeth fall out, you know? And then Julius was like, oh yeah, I think I heard about that news when, on the news when that happened. That was really fucked up. And the MT was just like, yeah, tell me about it. They made it to the hospital and they sent Julius over through the operation room or the emergency room, wherever they were trying to save him. And Julius just waited in the lobby. Eventually, some police came to the hospital, and Julius made a report. But looking at the cops' eyes, they didn't seem to care too much. It made Julius wonder if, uh, if law enforcement was in on it in some way, since this operation did clearly go deep. And he was worried, uh, if the bakery knows that I know about it, are they going to come after me? He didn't worry about that then. He was just worried about Toby and hoping that he'd make it out. And eventually a doctor came out and said, yeah, you're, you came with Toby? And then Julie said, yeah, yeah, that's me. And then the doctor said, I'm uh, sorry to tell you this, but uh, your friend Toby's dead. He died. Uh, he was poisoned severely. Uh, can really identify it in time um, but it was slowly killing him uh, for days anyway and he's pretty much a gar goner as soon as he ingested it we're going to bring some specialists out, specialists out to see the nature of this poison uh, but I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry to tell you this Julius nodded, uh, didn't say much, just said, okay, thank you for the hard work and all that. He wanted to, thought about going to see Toby's body, but he thought, no, I'll just go to the, I'll just go to the funeral, uh, save it for his family to share this moment. Um, realized, like, realizing he didn't really know him that well to begin with, he thought, yeah, I'll just see him, his body again at the funeral, it's too hard now. As, le as he was leaving the hospital, he just thought, uh, I guess I should have given him that ten bucks. He didn't know what to do now. He felt a, a weird absence and a really dulled down confusion from the conspiracy he uncovered. He didn't know if anyone was going to come after him or not. So he just thought, I'm just going to go home, sleep it off, and figure out a game plan in the morning or something. So he walked to a bus stop, uh, 
for a line that would pass through his house. Waited about 20 minutes for it. The bus came, came and he hopped on. And he sat there. He was one of the few people on the bus. Again, really spacing out. Not knowing what to make of everything he discovered and everything he experienced. And the death of his new friend, Toby. And he had his mask on on the bus. He always wore it on public transit. And he, glad, he was glad he did because he uh, gave out a really big cough. It actually burned his thro- throat more than he expected. And he was just like, oh fuck, did I come down with something? And he felt like his mask was moist. So he took it off and looked on the inside. And he coughed up some blood with a rainbow glitter. Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. And also, real quick, uh, you know, fuck those Supreme Court justices trying to overturn Roe v. Wade. Jesus. Alright, good night.